Mark, I think a lot of people were surprised this week when they heard there's a plan for 900 apartments to be developed where the Boston store was in Mayfair in Tosa. What are the details? And are you are you hearing more about it? Is it more than just apartments? This one's really interesting, Liv, because it's something you and I have talked about, and that's what's going on around shopping malls. Think about really in the area here, what's going on in Southridge, what's going on up in Glendale, what's going on out in Brookfield. Shopping malls, as we've known them, are no longer going to be that way. There's more to them. So here's a case where you have a strong mall, but like all of the malls, had some issues. Now they want to add 900 apartments around the empty Boston store. So they would be in a number of buildings there, and then they want to refill that store with a high-end retailer. And on Friday, we broke the story of them actually talking with a high-end retailer who would open there, who would take a majority of the space, it looks like, and then work right next to the apartments. And the whole thing is, and there was a very interesting quote from the mayor. The mayor said, on a cold winter day in February, you could live at the mall. You could walk into the mall to do your shopping. You could work in one of the office buildings at the mall. You never have to, to be outside. It's almost kind of creating its own community. So what these malls are doing is they're becoming mixed use. As I've said before, very few people just travel to a mall to shop anymore. You go there now to a movie theater, to doing Whirly Ball out in Brookfield, to actually living in in the area as they're doing in Greendale and up on the North Shore. They've really become much more of live, work, and play because the malls as we know them are no longer going to work. Any idea who that high-end retailer might be? Not yet, but it would be right next to the Nordstrom, so it's going to have to complement Nordstrom. So, you know, we'll have to see. There's not a lot of retailers expanding, so who it could be is kind of a small group. But to add that store, to really have it more active again, is very crucial to the mall. But Wauwatosa is being very proactive here and spending upwards of $60 million on the infrastructure that would be needed around the mall to actually have this because of the concerns on traffic, getting in, getting out. But think about adding 900 people to actually live in that area, how much more energy and activity would be there. I'm just curious if this high-end retailer is already in the market, or would it be somebody coming in like Von Maher did at the corners? And really, I think that's one of the reasons that is a success, because you can't go anyplace else. Than there. I think you're throwing out a name there that I've heard before. I'm not sure if it would work there because it's not that far from the store out in Brookfield. When they had talked originally, they had talked about a store potentially on the North Shore. We'll see. I just think you need a strong retailer to anchor that center still, but adding these apartments and adding everything else that's going on with the hotel that's there now and the office buildings and everything that's going there, that really makes it a much stronger site. The Business Journal broke another story this week on the Iron Horse Hotel going to auction in September. What happened? There was so much excitement when they originally opened. Yeah, there really was. It's had issues for years on the financial side, you know, from an occupancy and from an activity standpoint. It seems to do well. It's one of the more high-end hotels in the area, but they just haven't made it from a financial standpoint. So here's a case where the owner had to file bankruptcy six or nine months ago, has been working through that process, trying to hold out of the hotel, trying to make things right, and it just hasn't worked. So now Now he's looking at an option of auctioning it off. The hope is that the hotel, which has continued to operate throughout this whole process, would continue long term with a new owner, hopefully new money involved and grow. It's something we're going to have to watch very closely because who would that be? Would they want to expand it? Would they want to keep it going? What would they want to do? It's a great site, yet it's not in the heart of downtown. As we all know, it kind of works well with the Harley Museum right nearby. So one to watch, Libby. Who ends up owning it and what's the future of it? Hmm, We will keep our eye on that one. Now, another thing I think a lot of people 
Well, they read it with surprise, and that is that Molson Coors has acquired a spirits company, and they're right. wondering, why are they moving away just from selling beer? Right. I mean, think about it. In the old days, it was Miller Lite. It was Miller High Life. Then they obviously added the stuff from Coors and that whole thing. It was beer, beer, beer. Well, nowadays, what's interesting to me is they've really gone away from that. And now for about three years now, they've been focused on beer, but also liquor. And so that company you could buy wine, you could buy seltzer, you could buy all kinds of other liquor. And just this week, they actually bought a whiskey company and now are getting into the whiskey area. So what they're trying to do is there's so much competition out there. There's so many smaller breweries who do beer. So the thinking is if we offer a number of options, we can sell more, right? We can sell more alcohol. I think over time, they've also seen the consumer move away from just beer into other liquor and stuff. This is just an opportunity to do that. The interesting to see long-term, we know them as a company that does Miller Lite, the company that does Coors Light. Will they succeed long-term as a liquor company? Well, obviously, they've had some pretty good results over the past few quarters, so things seem to be working. But long-term, how are we going to know them? And it's going to be really interesting to watch. Well, I wonder if one of the reasons Forbes named Milwaukee among the best yeah. markets for young people was because of all of the beer available here. <laughs> All the beer available and all the festivals, right? Exactly. My God, there's something, there's three or four festivals every week, Libby. It's crazy. I mean, I was saying earlier today about the triathlon last week. I just happened to be throughout the downtown area. Every hotel was full. Every restaurant was full. The city was abuzz. And I think that's one of the reasons why it was cited as we were 16th ranked in the country for young adults. And that's huge. I think that's a big thing. I also think it's we are less expensive to live here. Think about, you know, how much it costs to rent an apartment in Chicago, in New York, L.A., or God forbid, out in San Francisco. The cost cost is so high out there, and that makes us much more attractive. I also think one thing we forget is our restaurant scene. We've often said we kind of overhit for our restaurant scene. We really do well for our city, so I think restaurant plays into it. I think some of the transit things that are going on, whether it's the hop, whether it's whether it's the rapid transit system, some of the things that are coming here will attract a lot of young professionals. So I think it was a surprise, but you look at who was on the list, you know who was number one? It was actually in Iowa. So I think some of the younger adults out there are liking a little bit more of the less hectic, less congested. Think about Milwaukee. When's the last time you were caught in a traffic jam. Just rarely happens here, and it's a nice place to live, and I think a lot of young adults are seeing that. And don't forget the access to professional sports teams as well. Access to a very... I think that's a great point. We have the Brewers and the Bucks right here in the city, and then you have the Green Bay just a couple hours away. To have three teams like that is very important. You are right, as always, Libby. You're always right. Uh, I don't know if I'm always right, but there's one thing that I do think we do right in Milwaukee, and that's fireworks shows. And yes. apparently on Thursday, <laughs> they're going to be holding an event Event and fireworks. Called Honchella. Come yeah. on, now. what a great name for something, right? Yeah, so why are they doing it and what's it going to cost? What they're talking about doing here is we all know how they come up with the money to light the Hone Bridge on the western side so all of us can see it from the city. Well, now the plan is to light the Hone Bridge on the east side and really need to raise a couple million dollars. And the hope is through this event on Thursday and through the next couple months to raise the money, they need a couple million dollars and really make that happen because the hope is to have it up and running in time for the RNC next July. Think about the view and the vision that would provide for the city. Milwaukee's known for the Art Museum, and you always see that when we're on national TV, how that looks. To have the bridge lit up from both the east and west side, I think would be cool. We saw in the NBA playoffs back in 21 how cool it was to see our city at night when they did the skyline shots. Think of that skyline shot throughout the RNC and what that means. And I think it's important to a city. It's important to our image. They're trying to raise the money. They have success on the west side. They're hoping to have success very quickly on the east side. And think about all of those yachts that those big RNC donors and lobbyists are going to be bringing into Lake Michigan, and they'll have the big parties out on the lake, and they can look at all the lights. And they'll see the lights, and they'll be parked right next to your yacht. Am I allowed on your yacht when the RNC is here, Libby? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a paddle. 
<laughs> I'm paddling a life jacket, aren't you? That's what I'm a little worried about. I only have one, so we'll have to share. All right, listen, Mark Cass, it's always so good to talk with you. Always good to talk to you, Libby. I'll talk to you next week.